The following is a Down with a Dig production. This is Ohio Laborers Union and you, helping laborers understand the benefits of being part of a great union. I'm Bethany Billy. Unemployment has been an issue that a lot of laborers have faced over the past year, and with that comes a lot of moving parts. And today to discuss some of the issues and some of the problems and how to fix those problems is Matt Salazi. He's the Executive Director of Act Ohio. Welcome, Matt. Hi, Beth. How are you today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Wonderful. Tell us a little bit about Act Ohio. Act Ohio stands for the Affiliated Construction Trades Ohio Foundation. Act Ohio is a 501c5 nonprofit organization that was established by the Ohio State Building Construction Trades Council back in 2012. And uh, the the goal of of the organization at at that time was to help move the building trades in a a different direction, uh, a more positive direction, and uh, try to impact, have a positive impact on on uh, public policy and uh, uh, labor law in the state of Ohio. We love working with Act Ohio. You guys do a lot um, with us and on our behalf. Uh, One of the things I wanted to talk to you about a little bit was unemployment. I know we're getting back into, um, you know, the heavy season construction work is breaking everywhere. Um, As we talked, the weather's getting warmer outside. And, but when the pandemic started about a year ago, uh, you were in contact with us constantly, updating us on unemployment because so many different things were happening with unemployment. So many people were being laid off. Can you go through a little bit about um, the unemployment and where we stand today with how things have changed because of the pandemic? Uh, the, the folks at Ohio Department of Job and Family Services, uh, quite honestly, have been completely overwhelmed with the volume of claims that that flooded uh, last spring, summer, and, and continued into the fall. Uh, I have talked to and have personally helped hundreds upon hundreds of building trades members uh, across the state of Ohio try to work through uh, glitches in their claims, denials, uh, any any number of, of issues that have come up and uh, uh, I just want to say that the, the folks over at Department of Job and Family Services are doing the best they can with what they've got to work with. And uh, I have, have, from the beginning, asked and, and continue to ask our, our members to be to be patient, to be firm and vigilant, uh, but but also patient and understanding that, that uh, the folks on the other end of the phone are, are uh, doing the best job they can as well. Are they retroactively... Uh, paying the claims? Because I know, like you said, they're overwhelmed and there's a lot of claims coming in. So, you know, if I put my claim in and I haven't heard anything for, you know, three weeks past my one wait week, are they going to get me for that three weeks or am I out of luck? Do you know? The benefit award is retroactive to the date the claim should have been allowed. And I will also add to that, Beth, you raised a good point. Uh, the additional federal stimulus is also retroactive to the to the date of of the benefit award or the the date the claim should have been allowed so uh very very uh good question an excellent point but the answer to that is uh is yes they that the uh, the benefit awards 
are made retroactive to the uh, the date the claim uh, should have been allowed. Recently, the American Rescue Plan was passed in the Senate and is getting ready to go to uh, President Biden's desk for signature. Can you tell us if there's any funds in there for unemployment folks uh, in the state of Ohio? The Biden American Rescue Plan comes through in, in, in an enormous way for working class people in, in Ohio and across the country. It does expand unemployment, the federal additional uh, unemployment benefits. So that additional $300 per week is now uh, extended through September 6th, uh, 2021. Uh, and in addition to that, and which, which is terribly important because as of today, there's still 10 million Americans out of work. Yeah. Families that need that assistance to, to meet their monthly obligations, to pay their mortgages, to make the car payment, to, to get to the grocery store, to pay for the medication for their kids. I mean, it's just terribly important. Uh, it's hard to, to calculate the economic harm that, that COVID has caused, but this was very, very necessary. And uh, in addition to the uh, extension of, of the $300 uh, unemployment benefit, uh, it does issue another round of $1,400 stimulus checks to Americans and also expands the child tax credit to $3,000 per child and up to $3,600 per child under the age of six. So this is an enormous, an enormous boost for, for working class folks in, in, in uh, Ohio. And as far as eligibility goes, it is my understanding that the $1,400 stimulus checks will be made available to single individuals or single people making uh, 75000 or less. And then, of course, married couples at, at 150000 or less will, uh, will be eligible for $2,800 in, in stimulus funds. So, again, I just... For our purposes, I cannot overstate the importance of keeping this economy going because I just I feel like we are on the cusp of, of yet another explosion in economic and industrial development. And now you're talking our language. You know, if, if you couple this with what we hope will be a major infrastructure package that the pre President Biden is is uh, pushing hard for. You're talking about long-term, sustained industrial and infrastructure development in, in the United States and in Ohio. And what that means for, for laborers and building trades members is the opportunity to go to work. So I'm, I'm extremely excited about what I'm seeing so far and um, very, very optimistic about what, uh, what President Biden and... Uh, the uh, United States Congress is doing right now. Well, that's awesome. I mean, you know, when everybody is doing well, the whole country does well. So to give everybody this little opportunity to, you know, make up some of the things that they may have lost when they were, on, you know, being unemployed can only benefit us. That money is only going to go back into the economy. No question, Beth, no question. And what, what we have long said is the, we're, we're, I'm a meat and potatoes guy. So I look at economic growth very plainly. 
if we are building, the economy will prosper. If we are investing in construction and infrastructure, if we're building, the economy will be booming. That's that's just the way I see it. And, and uh, anybody would be hard pressed to change my mind on that. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the Ohio unemployment process. Uh, in the beginning, there's two ways to file, correct? You can do it either by phone or online. And take walk me through that process. Do you know you seem to know that process pretty well from the dealings that we've had uh, together? I always encourage members to file online. That, that again, trying to get through on the phone is is such a, a difficulty. Again, in, in certain areas of the state, that may unfortunately be the only option. You know, we're working hard to try to get broadband expanded to every corner and every county in the state, so that. Uh, that we don't have that situation anymore, but uh, you're correct. There are, there are two primary options for for the filing of, of unemployment compensation through the phone or online. Uh, the traditional unemployment path claimants must obviously be monetarily eligible and unemployed uh, through no fault of their own. The duration of the the standard unemployment insurance benefit in the state of Ohio is uh, up to 26 weeks. Uh, and again, that has been expanded for an additional up to 24 weeks through what's called the Pandemic Emergency Unemployment Compensation uh, uh, Package, which uh, passed in, in one of the uh, previous uh, economic stimulus packages. Uh, there is also something called the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance, or the PUA, which has a duration of up to 50 weeks this is more for folks that are self-employed or uh, freelance workers that are not typically eligible for the standard track. And it's important to, to say this, Beth, one of the questions that I've gotten dozens upon dozens upon dozens of times uh, over the past uh, close to a year now, believe it or not, is, okay, if, if my employer says, hey, you were exposed even if you don't have any symptoms, I want you to stay home for a week. I want you to stay home for 10 days. Let's just make sure that we're not having a, a problem at our job site here. The question is, okay, if I'm not experiencing any symptoms, but my employer told me to stay home, am I eligible for unemployment benefits in, in the state of Ohio as a result of that? The answer to that is yes, you are. Oh. The answer to that is yes. And with the uh, with the additional federal stimulus, which is, again, is now at, at $300, you know, we've, we feel good that the, the, the member uh, for that time off is eligible for the, the benefit and should follow the, the standard track online or, again, over the phone if need be uh, of the traditional unemployment path. The other follow-up question to that typically is, do I need to do anything in addition to filing that claim uh, to, to qualify for the, the, the federal uh, $300 benefit? And the answer to that is no. That is money that is issued to the, the state of Ohio through the federal government, and, and those are automatically uh, part of the claims. And, um, you know, we have, uh, we have had... A number of fights across the street over on Capitol Square here about unemployment and uh, uh, over the past six or seven years. And I will tell you, uh, 
thank God we, we, we took the fight on that we did and stood our ground because nobody could have seen something like this coming. And, no, uh, I remember House Bill 394, where they were going to cut the 26 weeks. I think they wanted to cut it back to 12. And I remember that was something that we worked really closely with Act Ohio uh, to ensure, because it was going to really directly impact uh, construction workers more so than re- regular workers, right? It was a terrible proposal. This was back in 2015. You're correct. It was House Bill 394. And the uh, that just just in a nutshell, what what the the bill proposed to do was, as you said, initially cut uh, the uh, benefits from 26 weeks, which 42 states in in our country have 26 weeks as the standard uh, duration. Uh, they proposed to cut it to 12 weeks, and uh, in addition to that, they wanted to cut. Um, uh, dependent uh, dependent benefits, so that could have cost uh, our members up to $150 a week in, in benefit cuts if the dependency provisions that they had included in the bill um, would have been uh, would have been uh, become law. It was just it was it was patterned off of uh, a bill that passed in in I think South Carolina, North Carolina or South Carolina. It was. Uh, it was punitive and it was punitive to workers. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, we, we worked our tails off to, uh, to, to help educate, uh, quite honestly, uh, state senators and state representatives on both sides of the aisle as to why the, uh, the benefits that Ohio has and continues to have are so necessary for, for working families. And uh, one of the things that people don't realize, Beth, is uh, they, they, they pointed at us in, in, in the construction arena and said, construction workers utilize unemployment compensation benefits heavily, to which I responded, that's correct. But you have to understand, our contractors pay the most in to unemployment compensation with their, with their, their premiums because of that. So don't suggest that we're somehow not paying our fair share. That's not what we do in the building trades. We pay our fair share. Okay. Number one, number two, uh, if, if you've, uh, not had the, uh, the opportunity to go try to lay brick or, or pour concrete in, uh, Toledo in, January or February, you know, whoever is, is suggesting that uh, that uh, our members don't earn those benefits or that you, you simply can adopt a, a southern state model in, in Ohio, they, really, they just really didn't know what they were talking about, Beth. I mean, it was, it was ill-fated proposal from the beginning. And, uh, you know, we work very closely with, with uh, the Laborers District Council. And our, I'll tell you what, our, our business managers, our business agents, our organizers, our members came to the state house to contest those, those draconian proposals. And, and we, it, took us, it took us a while, but we were ultimately successful in, in maintaining current state law. And again, given what has transpired with this pandemic, 
thank God we did. Yeah. Can you imagine if it was only 12 weeks and not 26? I can't imagine what people would have done. I cannot. And at the end of the day, there's this misnomer that uh, union workers want to just sit at home and collect unemployment benefits. I heard that one over and over again, you know, during the 2015, 16 uh, arguments. And uh, the, the bottom line is, I was able to go and we were able to show that of, of all the, the states, what they call exhaustion of benefits, meaning take your claim all the way through to 26 weeks, Ohio was the fourth lowest in exhaustion of benefits rate in the entire United States. So that kind of t- took that argument and, and turned it on its head. So again, kudos to uh, to our members in the state of Ohio. But it's all that all that fact shows is what we already know. Our members want to go to work every day. They want to be left alone. They don't need government getting involved in their lives and telling them what to do. Stay out of our way. Let us go to work every day. And, and that's, that's what we shoot for. And uh, I think we've made tremendous gains on, on Capitol Square on both sides of the aisle with, uh, with uh, our, our education efforts and uh, basically our business model. So I'm, I'm feeling very good about where we're at right now. Yeah. And Ohio is a four season state. You know, our people's jobs, a lot of the time depend on having good, decent weather and, you know, they can't help it if they get rained out or snowed out or something like that. And I don't understand, you know, people not understanding that concept that it is a seasonal work sometimes. Um, so they can't help it that they have to take unemployment sometimes. So why would you take away those benefits for people who want to work, but just can't because of the conditions? Well, and guess what? I mean, the, the other thing is when, when the weather turns and those members are out there working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, guess what? They're making up for a lot of that time. But, you know, the, the, the notion that, uh, that Ohio could just simply adopt a, a North or South Carolina model for unemployment compensation was complete and utter nonsense. Now, we are tracking very carefully the uh, uh, unemployment compensation modernization committee hearings that are taking place across the street every Thursday. And I've been in close touch with uh, the, the governor's uh, policy folks on what we would like to see. But the way I see it, Beth, the two biggest issues that they're facing right now with unemployment compensation, number one, prohibit or, or eliminate the fraud. Mm. And number two, increase the, the efficiency with respect to processing. Those are the two key components that, and I know that they are intensely focused on. This is made up of members of the House, the Senate, and the administration, and also uh, folks from the private sector as well that are, are all brought to, together to try to come up with some solutions. Again, I give I give Governor DeWine tremendous credit for not just the way he's handled this pandemic, but also the fact that uh, he is trying to troubleshoot a lot of these issues uh, and... Uh, I think he's handled himself with a lot of professionalism and a lot of grace. Let's talk, you mentioned processing. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, I actually, before I came to the laborers, I was unemployed and had to file for unemployment. Uh, one of the things that I had to do, though, was show that I was looking for a job on a regular basis. Now, is that something our laborers have to do? 
um, you know, show that they're looking for a job or how does, does that differ for, you know, regular folks versus, uh, you know, construction workers? It does. It, it differs for the members of the, the building trades specifically because it is written directly into the Ohio Revised Code that if you are a member in good standing of a, a building trades labor organization and you are on the hiring hall book or ledger, that meets your actively seeking work requirement for purposes of the law. So that gets into why we have to, to uh, submit uh, it in the industry. We call them good guy letters or uh, member in good standing forms, which, uh, you know, we had a, a, actually I helped uh, put the form together for, for the state of Ohio many, many years ago. But as long as uh, one of our members is uh, receives, you know, say receives a clean layoff, goes and signs the, the, the hiring hall book or ledger, uh, if it's applicable to that craft, then uh, the, the, uh, the um, good guy letter goes in or the, uh, uh, the member in good standing form is, is filled out uh, by the, the union representative submitted to the, the state of Ohio. And that does meet the actively seeking work requirement under Ohio law. So that is a, a, a distinction and, in my opinion, a benefit of being part of the building trades. Absolutely. It takes the burden off of you and puts the onus on uh, your union hall to make sure they find you work. So I think the takeaway of this is for our listeners is that if you do get laid off, make sure you contact your union hall, get on that list, and then they'll send that good guy letter and you'll, you won't have to show that you're searching for work uh, going forward. Non-union workers have to conduct a certain number of interviews per week. They have to submit information verifying that they have, again, been actively seeking work with respect to job applications, with respect to interviews, and uh, or processing through Ohio Means Jobs, which is the kind of the, the state, uh, I don't want to call it a, a, a referral uh, agency, but it's a, a state agency that's established to try to help connect unemployed workers with employers that, that have needs. So I think it's, it's an effective uh, state agency, but uh, not something that typically applies to uh, the, the 100,000 or so members of, of Ohio's building trades. Is there any chance that the state would run out of funds to give for unemployment? No, there's, there really is not because the way that the Ohio Unemployment Compensation uh, Trust Fund operates is is pretty simple. Uh, when it's in the black, it's in the black. When it goes in the red, then the state of Ohio has the opportunity to, to borrow uh, virtually unlimited funds from the federal government. And ultimately, Ohio's employers are on the hook to repay with a, a, a premium increase, any amount borrowed from the federal government. That's what happens in, in a typical da economic downturn. I, I mean, the bottom line is Ohio's trust fund uh, is, is severely uh, insufficiently funded. There hasn't been an employer premium increase in, in over 20 years. 
And uh, the, the bottom line is it's not a bad deal because uh, there are some that would argue that the state doesn't need to have, you know, billions upon billions upon billions of dollars in an unemployment compensation trust fund just sitting there waiting for the next economic downturn. Some would argue, hey, this is not a bad system because when we need, when we need additional funding, it's there. And typically, the, the interest rate that, uh, that the federal government charges the state of Ohio for that additional funding is next to, is next to nothing. So it has not been a, a bad situation for us. It, during the, the pandemic, the, the amount of money, there, there's, there's no repayment whatsoever on the amount borrowed from the federal government. The federal government has just made the, the additional funding available to the states, as, as far as I understand. So I don't think that the, the employers are on the hook for anything at this point. Um, so it, the, the risk of uh, the, the trust fund running out of money is, uh, I mean, is essentially zero. Now, there, is a, there was a very interesting proposal from a good friend of the building trades, uh, Senator uh, Bob Peterson, last General Assembly. I don't know if it's going to be brought back up or not, but there, what he had uh, suggested in a Senate joint resolution in the last General Assembly was that the state simply, instead of borrowing money from the federal government uh, in cases of need, uh, meaning when the trust fund becomes insolvent. Uh, in that situation, go ahead and have the state issue bonds and have the proceeds from the, the issuance of these bonds cover a, any insolvency. Now, and they do that in some of the other states. You know, Texas is an example. Uh, and, and the goal there is, hey, we don't want to borrow from the federal government if the, it is... We, we realize better financial outcome by issuing bonds. So uh, just to be clear, his proposal said one of two scenarios can occur in the case of insolvency. Uh, we can still borrow from the federal government if the interest rates are, are, uh, are what we hope they would be, or we can issue bonds in, in, uh, and utilize the proceeds to, to resolve any in, in insolvency or, or area of need, uh, whichever is better. In this situation, it's hard to get better than, hey, you don't have to repay it yeah. <laughs> or zero. So um, I, don't, I don't see anything changing really in that regard. But uh, in terms of your question, there, there's, there's no chance. And let me reassure all of, all of our members, there's zero chance that, that the state runs out of money. So I, I don't see solvency being the issue right now. The, the two primary issues, of course, are, are eliminating the fraud over $300 million in, in fraudulent claims uh, that they've identified so far in the state of Ohio. And Beth, what that does is, I mean, when, I mean, they're already short staffed, they're already overwhelmed and now they're trying to, to combat fraud. And what that does is that just causes delay in our members ability to, to, to secure, you know, the benefits that they need. I appreciate you chatting. We covered a lot of ground today, Matt. Thank you, Beth. For additional information on unemployment and for any questions you may have, please go to www.ohldc.com slash you, which you can find in the show notes, 
Or you can be on the lookout for our monthly newsletter, Ohio Laborers Union and You. Views and comments on this program may not be those of the Ohio Laborers District Council or of LIUNA. This has been a Down with the Dig production. 